You're with SEC Network Analyst Greg McElroy. Let's start with Tennessee, who goes tomorrow. What are the encouraging signs, in your opinion, about what you've seen in the offseason for Tennessee that maybe give Tennessee fans hope of an improved year, too, under Jeremy Pruitt? Well, they recruited really well at a position of need. And we've seen Tennessee play with a young offensive lineman in the past, most recently Trey Smith, who was as good as anybody as a true freshman a couple years ago. So they recruited that position extremely well. Um, the one thing I'll say about Tennessee, I think they're going to be really young. I mean, and that's, I think, something encouraging. Where They might not necessarily see the rewards of that youth this year. They might have some growing pains, but you're also going to see some improved talent across the board. I feel like their depth is going to be better. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt's been able to better establish the identity of the program. I thought they made tremendous progress over the course of last season and, and showed some resilience that that I think was really welcomed. I mean, the Auburn game's a great example. The Kentucky game, you know, another great example. So there were signs of tremendous progress last year. It's just fortifying positions where they got thin. And if they can stay healthy this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they shocked a couple people along the way. Part of that resilience, I'm sure, is Jared Garantano and all the hits he took, how good he was on third down with some of those pressures. People criticize him that maybe he didn't pick up blitzes, maybe he didn't see pressures, things like that. How much do you put on maybe the what he was allowed to do versus what recognizes? Because not all quarterbacks have the ability to slide protections yeah. and change them. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know the extent. I didn't do any of their games last year, so I don't know the extent at which he was given freedom at the line of scrimmage. I wasn't at practice in the fall last year seeing him re-identify and him slide and, and things like that. What I will say is he displayed a remarkable toughness and – a lot of times when you have a guy that's getting hit the way he was getting hit as often as he was getting hit guys will go in the tank quickly i mean they they will and he didn't at any point like he never showed frustration uh or at least on tape he never showed frustration i'm sure that behind the scenes he was probably as he got in his dorm room at night he's like man why can't my jersey stay clean during the game like i'm sure that there were points where he was probably a little bummed out with with some of the things they were doing offensively, but you go and you get a veteran offensive coordinator who has been calling plays in this league for 10 years that will take some of the pressure off of his plate while still mixing in some of the things that he's really comfortable doing. So uh, I'm really encouraged by what he showed last year. Is there room for growth? Absolutely. But also I thought last year from a foundational standpoint was enormous. Knowing that there's a guy that you can trust, he's not going to be looking over his shoulder this year. He's not going to be worried about getting replaced. He can just go out there, play as hard as he can, and, and he knows that his teammates are going to rely on him. And if I'm one of his teammates, I know that he's going to be there for us. So that, that I think was a real encouraging sign. And uh, to say the sky's the limit might be a little bit premature because I still need to see that offensive line take shape. You can't play quarterback by yourself. So I need that group to really come along for us to get a really good gauge as to what his trajectory is going to be. But I'm really encouraged by the growth he showed over the course of last season. Could very well be two starting freshman tackles, both five stars. You know, Trey Smith is unknown. You could even have two other new guys, Brandon Kennedy potentially back there, and then Kevron Calvert at guard. How much do you think a, even though it's a young offensive line, a new offensive line can maybe rejuvenate that offensive bit? Well, everyone always says, "Well, would you rather have talent or experience?" I was like, "Well, talent. (laughs) I don't care. You can you can run out five freshmen across the board, and if they're talented, we'll make it work. Like they might have a mistake or two along the way. Sure, it's to be expected. But uh, hopefully, Trey Smith can get back in there and help kind of 
solidify that bunch. Brandon Kennedy was unfortunate that he was lost for the season so early last year because we're not really sure what to expect from him. He got injured in like week two in a practice. So it's hard to get a good gauge of, of what his comfort level is going to be, but he knows the system and he's a veteran guy that hopefully if I want to be veteran, I want to be veteran at center. You know, So, so that's going to help in the communication between him and Garitano, but uh, I really like the tackle players. I mean, I'm not God's honest truth, I don't watch a lot of high school tape because if I'm watching a high school five-star offensive lineman, he should dominate everyone he's playing. You know, so Juan, you might be the greatest thing ever, but we won't really know until he starts playing on Saturdays throughout the SEC. So I'm encouraged. I expect that group to be better. Now they need to stay healthy, for sure. They need to stay healthy across the front, which they weren't able to do last year. Uh, and they need to make sure their best player's back in Trey Smith. So like I said, last year was disappointing really disappointing but it's also probably as bad as it's going to be for quite some time just given the way they've recruited and the way they've attacked the position so uh, I feel like the next step is up from where they were last year and and that's something that all ball fans should be excited about many regard Tua and Jake Fromm as the two best quarterbacks in this league who would you rank third probably Kellen Mond at Texas A&M I really like what he did at times last year uh but it's, it's kind of anybody's guess. The problem with the rest of the quarterback crop last year is everybody was a little up and down. Like Jake Bentley had games where he looked like he was the greatest thing in the world, but he also had games where he really struggled. Uh, Felipe Franks finished the season really well, but he also had times in the middle of the season when he was really struggling. Uh, I would say, you know, at times, Kellen Mond, like against Clemson, he was unbeatable. But then there are other times, like against Mississippi State, when he kind of struggled being consistent throwing the football. So the problem with the position as a whole across the board last year is that you had Tua and Fromm, who were known commodities that were likely going to play well almost every single week. And then you had guys all over the rest of the league that some weeks they looked like All-Americans and some weeks they looked below average. So would love across the board to see every single one of those guys play a little bit more consistently. But it's even the guys that departed. Like Nick Fitzgerald was completely up and down. Uh, it's just... It's kind of an Arkansas's quarterback situation was was really problematic at times. So that Joe Burrow did some really nice things at times, and at other times he kind of was a little bit too inaccurate for my liking on the underneath automatic passes. So uh, I would love to see consistency across the board. So if since everyone's been a little inconsistent, I might go with the guy that has a really high ceiling, and I believe that guy is Kellen Mond. Last couple things. What do you make of LSU talking about going spread five wides they got a ton of talent at wide receiver you know that how do you think that'll play out ultimately well i feel like we're kind of talking about lsu reinventing their offense every year i really believe they're going to do it this year i mean ogeron i was fortunate enough to do their spring game and he knows where their strengths lie right now their strengths are with a cerebral quarterback who isn't the most talented guy in the world but is very smart and makes quick decisions and they have a really deep talented wide receiver core so Taking the stress off the offensive line, which was a little bit of a liability last year, I think is a good move. And knowing, too, what college football is all about nowadays, you can't get in the I formation just run it down people's throats. You just can't because offensive lines today aren't as good as they were five or six years ago. And LSU's offensive line in particular is not what it once was. So I think taking the pressure off that group and putting it more on a receiver core and, and kind of adapting a little bit to what offensive football's become in 2019 is something that's probably going to be beneficial. So uh, I like LSU's t- talent a lot. Uh, it's just a matter of when they get out there and they're playing in Austin, 
Uh, are we going to see that spread offense that we seem to hear about every single offseason? I happen to think we will, but you know, it kind of still remains to be seen. Where in the pecking order in the East would you put Tennessee, do you think, this year? Uh, I'd have them down there, to be frank. And it's not because they're not going in the right direction. Like, I, I hope all Tennessee fans under, hear me when I say this. Like, I think they're going to be a way better football team. I just don't know if their record's going to show it. So the goal has to be getting to the postseason. With all the youth that they're likely to rely on, they have to get to six wins. They came up short of that last year. But that would have been a remarkable feat to get to six last year. But I just think the SEC East this year, with what Missouri has coming back, uh, with what Kentucky has coming back, everyone seems to think they're going to be depleted. I don't see it. They're going to be still pretty good along the offensive line, still going to be very good at running back. It's going to be tough to replace Josh Allen. But you got to think that they'll be able to do that with kind of a committee type of approach coming off the edge. So I think the SEC East as a whole has grown by leaps and bounds. I would also say that Tennessee has grown. It just I don't know if the record is going to yet indicate that. So I would look at 2020 and 2021 as the years where they can really take that huge leap that we're all expecting here that uh, feels like a certainty coming from Jeremy Pruitt after having known as long as I have. Quick plug of your work. You're doing Thinking Out Loud from here. Where can we see your work? Oh, we'll be doing all kinds of stuff. So uh, between the radio show in the morning on, on Sirius XM 84 and all SEC stuff, College Football Live, I wish I could tell you where I'm going, going next, but I don't. Uh, so kind of take it one interview at a time. That's kind of how I'm living this week. But it's so good to be talking about college football again. And I'm so glad the season's upon us. Great to talk to you again. Thanks, Greg. Have a great week. All right. Thanks, buddy. You too. All right, that is Greg McElroy from the SEC Network.